Coaches. Blow the whistle, ay. blow the whistle, ay. blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, ay. blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, yeah. blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, Hey guys, welcome into the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. This is your host, Steve Pintado, and with me as always is my main man, Jabron Curtis. What's going on today, Jibs? Not so good. Oh, what's wrong, buddy? What's going on? Uh, so, like, this year's been weird. I've either, like, blown people out or, like, got just smoked in games, and this is, like, probably one of my first games where it's Monday night, and, like, I need, like, a considerable person not to get too much production, so I'm kind of... Kind of scared about that. I don't want to start 0-3. Yeah, I feel you, buddy. I feel you as well. Um, I mean, in a home league, well, my home league, I guess, that you're in with us, I mean, I lost back two or three times now to the highest-scoring player, and my team, is, I think, is probably one of the better teams in the league. Uh, I got ripped trying to trade Miles Sanders for, you know, Jonathan Taylor, but apparently it was a way... Too big of a trade difference. I don't see that. But okay. Expert negotiator. Apparently. So apparently that's what they are. But uh, I think it's the hype of Jonathan Taylor. So I'll expect that. But yeah, I mean, definitely not my best fantasy week. I definitely didn't win as many as I thought I was going to. You know, a lot of injuries. down by me. Which league? Uh, I guess the North Jersey one. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yes, Jibs guys did beat me really badly, but I put up 127 points, really respectively. It just wasn't enough for Alvin Kamara and Drew uh, and Aaron Rodgers on Sunday Night Football. So they just made it just uh, they made it go overboard on that, unfortunately. But my Miami Heat won, my Miami Dolphins won, so I'll take that victory at least. But um, yeah, not the best fantasy weekend, unfortunately. But, you know, that's why there's always another 12 more weeks. Wow. Uh, 13, maybe. I don't know. 13 more weeks, at least. So, you know, so what are we doing here, guys? It's end of week three, just about. You know, obviously, the Chiefs and Ravens have to play tonight. Can't wait to go sit down, have a, more of another drink that I already have, and watch that game tonight. But, obviously, there's a ton of injuries to talk about. There's a ton of waivers we're going to pick up this week. Not as great, though. The waivers aren't as great as they were last week or the week before. Obviously, you know, at some point, the waiver wires are going to start going down. Uh, so, we, you know, we brought in some other uh, other topics to talk about today, and that's some more of a keep trade cut section tonight. We're going to talk about some players that are kind of borderline or maybe just not performing that well that we should, what do we should, what do we should do with them? So, uh, we're going to talk about that tonight. But before we get started, we're going to start with the injuries. And there's a whole bunch to talk about. Some players we want to get into more detail about. Uh, Chris Carson, guys, uh, if you guys didn't watch that Seattle game like I did, uh, you know, he late in the game, which you really hate to see that. Chris Carson, knee sprain. Uh, it's a mild sprain. He has a good chance of playing week four against the Miami Dolphins. I'm hoping they kind of sit him, but I'm sure in your fantasy leagues you'd rather him play. Uh, but again, we'll see what happens, and we'll talk about maybe who you might want to pick up when it comes to Chris Carson. But uh, he does have a knee sprain. He's questionable for week th- four at this moment. Chris Godwin uh, left with a hammy injury uh, after having a pretty decent game this past weekend. Unfortunately, uh, there's no news on him just yet or what's going on with him. Uh, I heard maybe he could miss a week or maybe, but we don't know that yet, so don't worry about that. Uh, Mitch Trubisky 
Jibs, the guy who I said was a sleeper this week, got benched uh, for your probably your favorite quarterback of all times, uh, Mr. Nick Foles, in the third quarter, and he came back and helped them win again against the Atlanta Falcons. So, uh, tell me, go ahead. What's up? I said, go figure. Go figure, yeah. Uh, Atlanta just continues to blow leads. But tell me, how do you feel about this offense now with Nick Foles at quarterback? Because he is starting week four. It's already been confirmed by Nick Nagy. He is starting week four against, fortunately, the Colts. I feel a little bit better about the offense. I definitely caught a little bit of this game once the quarterback change happened, and it seemed like the offense was able to move efficiency efficiently. I don't know if it was just because they were just behind by a couple so many scores they had to play the two minute offense to the T, but like he just looked like we thought like maybe Allen Robinson or maybe I thought Allen Robinson would like kind of be hampered down by a QB change. Oh nope, not a, not anymore. Like she just kept going to Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller was involved. Uh, we did lose Tyree Cohen to the ACL injury, so that could give you a boost of confidence in David Montgomery now that the offense kind of looks more efficient or just looks like it could kind of sustain drive. So I'm feeling a little bit better about the Bears after this week. Three yeah. weirdly, but hey. You know what? I am too, to be honest. Uh, Nick Foles seemed to have a better command of this offense, airing the ball a little bit more than Mitch Trubisky. I feel bad for Mitch Trubisky. I feel like he can be a good quarterback. I think he's just... You know, when a player gets into a wrong system, it just doesn't work out for him. I think that's kind of what I feel about Mr. Biscay. I feel like give him a different system that that does his strengths better than Nick Nagy. I think Nick Nagy's the Jets. I hope not. God God forbid. But I feel like Mr. Biscay's in a scenario where Nick Nagy does not want to change his offense for Mr. Biscay. He wants to run what he wants to run, and Mr. Biscay has to do it. And I just don't think Mr. Biscay can run a Nick Nagy offense. And uh, in terms of Dynasty, I would still hold on to Mitch. I wouldn't drop him yet, guys. I think he could get another chance somewhere else uh, in another situation that could end up being a better situation for him. But Nick Foles, yeah, Jibs, I completely agree. I think he brings a different kind of mentality to this offense that I think Allen Robinson will definitely benefit from. I remember your days back in, in Philly where Nick Foles you know, really targeted Alshon Jeffries a lot uh, during those kind of Super Bowl almost runs, at least, or at least the one. So... I think that was pretty good. Jimmy Graham, you were a sleeper from this past week, had two touchdowns. I think Nick Foles will continue to target him, too. Uh, we'll talk about him a little bit later. And David Montgomery, with Tariq Cohen, who I was going to mention next. Yeah, that's a definitely a big boost because uh, Nick Foles isn't going to run with the ball. He's going to like pass it off short. He's not going to try to run it like Mitch will. So that's a big benefit there. And you know, don't worry about his one interception this last week. If you saw that, Jibs, I don't know if you did. Uh, his interception literally could have went either way. It was literally between him and Allen Rob, the defender and Allen Robinson. Yeah, and I definitely did see that. Yeah, it was just like a bad luck, you know. I mean, unfortunately, Allen Robinson didn't hold on to the ball as much as we, he should have, but uh, you know, it is what it is. And unfortunately, he's got a tough couple matchups here. We'll see what happens. Oh, well, I guess we'll talk about Nick Foles in just a little bit as well in terms of if you want to pick him up or not. But it's definitely a change of. It's a change now, but the three and zero Jibs, the three and zero with the quarterback change, the still still three and zero Chicago Bears. So wild times we live in in twenty twenty. So uh, to continue the injury talk, uh, Dallas Goddard unfortunately Jibs suffered an ankle injury, expected to miss time. I know that's got to be hurting to your already hurt team. Uh, who isn't hurt? Uh, Deshaun Jackson is also hurt with a hammy injury that he left in the third quarter, early in the early in the game. So. Yeah, uh, and I think uh, Jason Peters got hurt. Jason Peters, too. Yeah, so at this point, I don't know what to say about the Eagles, but unfortunately, I'm so sorry about all the injuries. 
Uh, Jordan Reed, uh, ankle and knee injury. He tried to catch a touchdown pass, did not come down well. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, I think George Kittle will probably be back next week. So if you had him on your team, it's a good chance to dump him. Russell Gage, head injury. Hate to see that. He wasn't really playing that well prior. Uh, he had two catches for like 23 yards or something like that. But uh, hopefully he's okay to come back next week. Deontay Johnson, concussion. If you guys are upset by him, don't worry about it. You can't help a player when he gets injured, especially a concussion. He hopefully can get out of the concussion protocol uh, by next week. Uh, John Brown left with a calf injury. Uh, he did not score any fantasy points in this game here, so hopefully he can kind of come back from that. Uh, already Michael Pittman, he had suffered an ankle injury. He actually got surgery today and probably will be out until about week eight, so if you have him on your team, unless you have an IR spot, I think it's okay to drop him. Uh, Brandon Edwards also had an injury concerned. Plus, Henry Ruggs, Jibs. Uh, John Gruden said that he's very scared for Henry Ruggs' availability anytime soon right now. So uh, keep that on your mind. Mike Williams got a hammy injury as well. And Jarrett Cook also injured himself. And Jarrett McKinnon also had a rib injury uh, as well. So a lot of injuries. Not as many injuries as last week, but Chibs, but... Uh, you know, still a lot of players going down, and it's, it hate to see that. I don't, I, is it, I don't know if it's due to just the lack of the offseason or what it is, but it's a very injury-plagued season. Hopefully you guys have high IR uh, slots right now for this because it is something crazy going on. So, uh, But that's all the injuries, guys. We'll get into the, the keep, trade, or cut scenario or section of our show here. So we have a bunch of players, kind of borderline. Some players, you know, kind of... Did kind of well this week, but what do we do with these players now? Like, you know, we're four, three weeks down just about what's going on with these players. Do we keep them? Do we trade them? Do we, you know, hold on to them? What are we doing? So, Jibs, I'm going to start with the first one here. Larry Fitzgerald and Chase Edmonds of the Arizona Cardinals. What do you do with these guys? Larry Fitzgerald, for me, it's probably a cut. I would rather try to find, like, a viable option on the waiver wire without uh, having uh, – to be in the offense with a huge monster in DeAndre Hopkins stealing targets. And then for Chase Edmonds, I'm going to keep him just because Kenny Drake hasn't played the best like football in his career this so far. So I like see Chase Edmonds getting a little bit of work, and you never know what happens in fantasy football. So he's still getting a little bit of production, but like obviously we know he's the handcuff at the end of the day. So I'm going to still keep Edmonds. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same page with you. Larry Fitzgerald, guys, I really thought he was a good sleeper this week. And unfortunately, he just laid a goose egg. I just don't get it. I mean, one one catch I think he had for zero yards on the day. Not really good. He hasn't really scored yet. His matchups are decent, I guess. But, I mean, he does have really good matchups. If you can hold on to him, maybe in a deeper man league, I'd hold on to him. But if you're in a 10 to 12, you need players... I mean, he's got Carolina, the Jets, Dallas, and Seattle the next four weeks. If he can, uh, I would hold him for now if you can. If you can't, I mean, I understand. As far as Chase Edmonds, yeah, I'd hold on to Chase Edmonds. Kenny Drake hasn't looked great so far this year. I mean, hasn't really done – I mean, he's done okay. I mean, he's averaging almost, you know, 19 carries a game, 18 carries a game for about 70, 80 yards right now. Not horrible. Uh, but again, he hasn't just—he's been regressing every single week in terms of fantasy production. So uh, maybe Chase Edmonds sees more involvement at some point. Who knows? But I would definitely keep Chase Edmonds for just right now. Um, Curtis Samuel, Jibs—you uh, know, Curtis Samuel, a little uh, utility player for the Carolina Panthers. 
hasn't done the best, but uh, is he someone you still want to keep? I think he's on waivers, to be honest. He might be. But some players might have that a bit, want to, you know, maybe, you know, like a 14-man league. Do you want to keep a guy like Curtis Samuel? He may be sitting yeah, in your Yeah, I want to keep him, especially with Christian McCaffrey being out. Obviously, he hasn't done as much as we would like him to do the first couple of weeks. But we did see um, Sunday that the coach wanted to get him more involved. He did catch four catches for 45 yards, which is the season high. And they gave him a couple of rushes, too. So he could be a good utility player, obviously, like, we know there's two like good wide receivers in Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore on the team, but in like a 14 man league scenario, like I still want to keep them. Yeah, I mean, I really could care less, honestly. I've had Curtis Samuel. I was a big uh, fan of him last year to break out, but he just hasn't done it yet. I just don't see him getting enough target share to really do be anything more than a wide receiver four at, at best. I mean, to me, if you have to cut him, I'm not going to be mad at you. I mean, 45 yards is his best this season. He hasn't had scored over 10 fantasy points yet through three weeks. I mean, he's got some decent matchups, Arizona, Atlanta, twice within the next six weeks, so five weeks, but uh, nothing that I'm thrilled about. I mean, I think if you have to cut him, I'd be, I'm okay with it, so... And going to the next guy, AJ Green, Jibs. Uh, now I'm not maybe now I'm not saying you cut AJ Green, but maybe you trade him. Maybe you trade for him. Maybe you don't like his production right now. I mean, he is. I mean, he had. I think it, what is it? He has 28 targets to three games now. I mean, maybe he's someone you trade for. Maybe he's someone you want to trade away. You're just not liking what you're seeing in efficiency. I like the trade scenario in both cases. Like, if you want to just get rid of him because you didn't like his production so far, if you want to buy low on him, I think that's still two good options you got. Uh, I watched a good portion of this game, and Darius Slay was just great on AJ Green. Even um, that's why we saw like good efficiency numbers from Boyd, and especially T. Higgins putting on a show yesterday. So I think AJ Green is a good trade candidate, but you got to also be wary of. Um, where you're getting into, obviously, but if you're buying low on him, I don't see why not. Like, the targets are there. It's not like he's just a shell of himself. Yeah, I just don't know how much you're going to be able to sell AJ Green for in terms of what you want out of him. So, I, I mean, if some reason someone believes in him, I'm sure they're trying to buy low on him like we're talking about today. Because I'll buy low on him if I can. If I could get someone really low on him, uh, I would consider doing it. But I wouldn't want. I don't think you could get enough value. I think to get a high enough value for what you want out of him, because I think he's got to eventually pick it up at some point. I think he can. I think he will. Uh, I just don't see where you're getting the value right now to, to sell him. He feels so. like a good trade add on. Like you have like a deal where you're like, damn, I can't get it done, and you're just like, oh, I'll throw an AJ Green. And the guy's like, yeah. It has to be a pretty. I think it has to be a pretty good deal to want to give up AJ Green. I still have faith that he can kind of turn it around. I mean. I mean, this Cincinnati's offense is continually throwing the ball, and I think eventually A.J. Green will find the end zone at some point and be a bit of a better player. I mean, again, he, he has 19% of the target share right now. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we'll see what we can do about him. Uh, breaking news, though, uh, Debo Samuels has been activated from the IR, Jibs. So Debo Samuels looks like he's coming back in maybe week four, possibly week five. Uh, gotta love that just in a general sense. So if you guys have been holding on to him, Sound the bells, guys, because he he's on his way back. I know I've been. But be careful, because that foot injury is very, very, very 
vulnerable for another injury, just so you know. But uh, great news to hear about Debo. Um, but let's continue with our numbers here. Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. You know, we heard Odell Beckham say that he doesn't expect himself to get a lot of yards and touchdowns this year. Hate to hear that from a fantasy owner, but, you know, they really haven't done much this year. I mean, let me see, Jibs. Their combined numbers are 23 catches for 288 yards and one touchdown. Doesn't scream greatness. I mean, Jarvis Andrews has best was in week one. Odell Beckham, he had 51 yards, and Odell's best seat week is week two when he had 74 yards and a touchdown. What do you do with these guys right now? They're on your team. I'm trading them for whatever I can get, to be honest with you. I can't, you obviously can't cut them, and I don't want to keep them because, as, as you see, like this Browns offense, they want to run the ball. So, like, if they're running the ball, they can't pass it. And even if they do pass the ball, it's not like we're going to rely on for a touchdown because at the end of the day, the Cleveland Browns are going to run the ball in the end zone or pass it to Green Punt on a little short wheel route or something. So if you got these two in your team, trade them for some kind of piece of need on your uh, fantasy roster. Like right now, we're going to mention somebody at some point here. Um, and say there can, you know, who's see who am I going to, uh, there's someone on this list here, like a guy like DeAndre Swift right now. And we'll get, I guess we'll get to him a little bit, but DeAndre Swift, obviously he did not play very well this Sunday. He had like five snaps, you know, but do you have faith in someone like that to trade away for maybe a guy like Landry right now? Yeah, I would get Landry up for Swift on like a little lottery ticket whim. Like, you listed Landry's production, and you can find something on the waiver wire. Like, if you check the waiver wire and get the top guy probably for the week or the second top guy for the week, you're definitely going to get, like, similar production to what Landry's giving you right now. And then if the AP kind of slows down and carry on Johnson somehow doesn't, like, come back to his old self and you have DeAndre Swift at the end of the year and he's producing, hey, and you you want to trade, but obviously when you're trading at the end of the day, it's risk. You never know what's going to happen. You could trade to stud and then he could get hurt next week. Yeah, no, no, I definitely agree with you on that. Hey, uh, guys, if you can if you can trade them, trade them. I mean, they have name value. I think that's what your best value is, getting the name value of Odell or Landry to kind of bounce back. And if you can't, you hold on to them. I mean, you obviously don't cut these guys. But the, the way they're performing, it doesn't seem like they're going to be seeing a lot of high target volumes. I mean, I mean, they combined for nine targets this past week. I mean, they were averaging almost eight to nine targets per game last year. I don't expect that to be happening for both these guys. So, I mean, if you can trade Landry for high value still, I would. Odell, maybe hold on to him a little bit more because he is playing a slight bit better. But you really don't want to – you really try to get off these – try to get these guys off your roster and let someone else kind of deal with their headaches all season long, I think. And uh, going over to the next guys, Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay, Jibs. Melvin Gordon obviously had the backfield to himself the last two weeks. Not the best. I mean, he had a pretty good week two. Week three, not really that good. Highest was seven fantasy points in PPR leagues. Philip Lindsay seemingly going to be back probably in week four. Um, but they have new, the Jets, New England, Miami, and Kansas City over the next four weeks. What do you do with these guys if they're if you're on your team right now? I'm so I'm selling Melvin Gordon like me. Sam. I'll hit the whole league chat up, be like, hey, what do you want before Philip Lindsay comes back? And fantasy owners could see like more of the recent production, but like you can see the game log, and you can see Melvin Gordon did something considerable the last two weeks while Phil Lindsay was kind of hampered. So 
I would try to sell Melvin Gordon. Philip Lindsay, I don't think you could get anything much for him at the moment because he's coming back from injury. So, but if he's- I'm going to keep him. Like, I don't think you should cut him either because you're going to give someone a uh, guy who's going to get 10 to 12 touches on the waiver wire. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. What would you do with Lindsey coming off IR now? I mean, yeah, I guess if you can keep him, you can't. I, I would consider keeping him. He actually was seeing more production early on than Gordon was in that week one game. Uh, Gordon, though, I mean, he's an RB2 sale, guys. I mean, maybe you could get value for him. Maybe uh, try to get some youthful players that maybe are waiting to break out. It, it's really hard to really know what to do with Gordon. I guess if you keep him, if you have to, but if you can try it, if so, you can use him as a piece to maybe get like a Kenyon Drake right now or someone who's not playing that well. Yeah, try to do that if you can, but obviously you can't cut these guys. Maybe Lindsey if you're in a real pinch because he's still coming off that injury. But Jibs, who would you rather have right now, Melvin Gordon or Odell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Sad to say, I'll take Melvin. Yeah, I would take Melvin, too, just based off the quarterback situation right now. He's going to see yardage and probably going to see short yardage catches, but that's how bad Odell's doing right now. So uh, let's keep moving along. Someone else in that uh, team right there, Jerry Judy. Um, you know, Jerry Judy hasn't really done anything too spectacular his rookie year so far. I mean, 55, 56 yards, 62 yards, 55 yards, four or five catches here and there, just over 10 fantasy points a game. Um, what do you do with him right now? Is he someone you're looking to maybe buy low on or just hold on to and hopefully he can kind of break out with a maybe a backup, backup quarterback? Who knows? Backup, backup quarterback. Uh, you can't buy low on him, but I'd rather just keep him. Keep him? Okay. Okay. Like the guy is like... Like obviously, he's a rookie, so I'm not expecting anything crazy out of him. He gets eight targets a game. He's been around, like, 55-plus yards to 60 each game. So, like, it seems like he has, like, a crazy floor. Not really a crazy floor in PPR, but he has, like, a 10-point floor in PPR league, which is all right. Especially if you play in, like, deeper leagues. So, it is what it is. Like, until Drew Locke comes back, your guy, your savior of the fantasy season this year. Poor Drew Locke. Um, there's going to be no freaking Cortland Sutton. So I think when Drew Locke comes back, I think that's when you want to um, try to get all the duty you can before uh, he kind of hits his breakout. Yeah, uh, I, I honestly buy low on him. If, if you can, I, I'd love to see this team. Someone's going to have to catch the ball without Cortland Sutton. There. I know Noah Font's getting a lot of work right now, but someone else has to catch the ball in this, in this team. Um, if you can somehow get him low, like I think would you trade Landry right now for Ju- Jerry Judy? Okay, then. So I, I think I would consider doing the same thing because Judy's upside right now, and this offense is probably going to have to pass more often than not. I kind of like that. J- Landry doesn't seem to have that upside right now in this offense, so uh, that's something I would consider. What about the Lions running backs? Do you want any of the Lions running backs? Oh, no. No. Like, obviously, like I say I want I'll, I'll it. Trade, I'll trade for DeAndre Swift. Um, carry on Johnson. You Cut. You cut him. AP, hold on to him if you have him. If you have him. touches next week, I, I don't care. Like, cut him. And then AP is kind of interesting, but, like... You probably can't sell him high. I don't think, like, he's anything worth, like, having on your team at all. You probably can't sell him high, so either you keep him if you need him, and that's really what it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm agree with you. DeAndre Swift, I think this might be his lowest point of the season with five carries. If you can get him low somehow 
and hopefully he can kind of turn it around later in the season, I would consider it if you can buy him really low right now. But, I mean, you might actually be able to, so... All right, next on the list here are some Colt players. Naeem Hines, uh, running back for the Colts. Obviously kind of had a better, little bit of a better week here this week. Actually was more involved. And T.Y. Hilton, I mean, continues to be not involved. But Michael Pittman, as we mentioned, is out. Paris Campbell is out. Um, what do you do with these guys? Hines, some... Could have probably try to trade them still. Like you're gonna see the dips and bat lows on the, um, the season. Obviously, his week one performance and last week dud, and then a decent, respectable game in PPR as like a low end option. But I'm gonna try to trade him. Try to get something that I could work with more consistently. And then Hilton. Uh, I don't know what I was doing. I traded for him last week. So, <laughs> I'm hoping, like, eventually that connection will come through. If not, like, I know they haven't played, like, any stiff competition yet. Like the That's my Colts. issue, yeah. Because, like, they steamrolled the Vikings, they steamrolled the Jets. So, I think maybe the Bears and going forward, they may have a little bit of competitive games and that could get them involved. But the targets are there. It's just nothing's happening, you know? Yeah, no, I kind of agree with you about Naeem Hines. Like, I think he's a good, like add-on trade piece like you're trying to make a trade work add Naeem Hines like if you have him in standard though I'd probably cut him unless you need him um PPR the only reason I, I guess I would hold him for that reason but uh his his you know role in this offense kind of just goes up and down and they've had easy matchups maybe that tougher matchups will cause them to throw the ball a little bit more in that sense maybe you want to keep him on that note um, I'm okay with that uh, as far as TY I mean it's pretty disappointing I mean 53 yards is high so far this season I would hopefully assume that's with Michael Pittman out too, who saw four targets this week, six, two, um, that he gets more involved. I mean, Miami Naeem Hines sees the, the increase because of Michael Pittman. It's possible. Uh, they might do more two tight end sets, uh, something like that. It's pretty interesting. But I think you kind of have to hold on to T.Y. And I don't think you can sell him high if you want to buy low on him. I wouldn't hate it. I mean, he versus, he's going to verse Tennessee two times, who's horrible against uh, wide receivers. He's going to verse Houston, Detroit, Cincinnati. He's going to verse teams that aren't great at, against wide receivers. So, I mean, if you want to buy low on him, if you can, yeah, sure, go for it. I'd probably rather have Landry over T.Y. still, but, um, you know, shoot your shot on him when it comes to T.Y. right now. So, And Malcolm Brown, Jibs. Uh, Malcolm Brown really didn't do that much this week. It was Darrell Henderson's kind of team now at this point, but... Uh, Cam Akers, we don't know yet if he's going to be back or not. Um, what do you do with Malcolm Brown right now? I'm just going to hold on to Malcolm Brown until uh, Cam Akers or there's a third piece in that uh, Rams rushing attack comes involved. Because then after that, I would just suspect that it'll be Daryl Henderson and then those two split into whatever is left of the pie. So at the moment where you have some injuries to running backs, I'll keep them. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, kind of on the same boat. I'd hold on to him for now just in case. Uh, you never know if injuries will pile up. I mean, obviously, whoever the lead dog there that week is, it's uh, is going to see a big workload and, you know, see good fantasy numbers, whoever their number one is on this team or the number one A, whatever it is. So I'd hold on to him for now. If you can't hold on to him, I'm okay cutting him if you need to, but uh, hold on to him for now. And then what about the Raiders wide receivers? I mean, uh, Hunter Renfell. Uh, Braylon Edwards uh, it looks like Henry Ruggs could be out for an extended period of time maybe throw him on the IR but what about Edwards and Renfell right now 
to keep and run for a has to be someone catching passes other than Darren Waller, especially when they game plan him at the offense. Edwards is kind of shaky right now with the injury, so I might cut him and then maybe scour the waiver wire in a couple weeks or in a week or two when he kind of picks up his butt. Yeah. And Ruggs, oof, if you don't have a higher spot, I don't see if there's any worth keeping. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, if Rugs, if you and I are spot, you put Rugs there for now. If you don't, obviously, I think if his injury really does last, and we'll find out as the week goes on, maybe on a Thursday show, uh, we'll let, maybe let you know more about that. But yeah, you can cut him if you have to on that note. But obviously, kind of wait to see what his injury status is. Uh, Hunter Renfell, uh, definitely a great player I'd want to hold on to right now. Uh, we're going to mention him briefly in the waiver show, but yeah, definitely one player I'd want to hold on to if you have him already. Uh, Braylon Edwards, guys, you can cut him at this point. I just don't see him fitting the Derek Carr offense, unfortunately, unless something switches. Uh, you know, he's getting like 50 yards every single game, but I mean, that's literally all he is. Maybe he sees more of an intake with rugs off the field. Uh, we'll have to see, I guess, but he didn't really see it much in week, you know, three we saw with rugs out and he only had three targets, you know, one, two, three over the three weeks. I mean, he's getting better every single week. But he's got Buffalo, Kansas City over the next couple of weeks. Not really looking forward to seeing Braylon Edwards do something great there. So I'd probably cut him for now. Preston Williams, Jibs, uh, Miami Dolphins. Had a touchdown finally, but again, still, even with the touchdown, his stats look very, very mediocre at best. What do you do with Preston Williams after coming off of actually at least a touchdown game? Selling high, baby. Selling high. I mean, I don't know who would buy in high, but uh, yeah, if you can sell high on him. Maybe you want to sell high on him after next week. Trade in general. Trade. I think if if you can hold on to him until next week, until they were Seattle, do it, because I think that's going to be some of a shootout game, and Preston Williams could end up seeing a really big game, and that's when you'd want to sell him, because after that, the matchups get really rough. Uh, So, But if you have to cut him, cut him, because I don't really see him having a major role in this team. I mean, he's at 14 targets. Not bad. He's pretty high target share, but five catches. I mean, he's just very inefficient on his catches so far. Uh, if you have to drop him, like I would drop him for a guy like we're going to be talking about, like Justin Jefferson coming up. That's who I would drop him for. Uh, so just keep that in mind. I'm a Dolphins player too, so I'm not being biased whatsoever. And then what about Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison right now, Jibs? Both, you know, backup guys to Zeke and Dalvin Cook right now. You know, at some point the backups will get dropped because you need the roster spot. But is this the week? Do you drop these guys now after looking like Dalvin Cook and. Zeke are healthy? Yeah, I'll drop Pollard. I think, like, I uh, may have, like, some um, hesitance to keep. I mean, I, I think I'll keep Madison still based off of the injury uh, history of Cook. But um, it's, one more week is kind of getting there, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the bye weeks start kicking in, and then, like, you're crunching rust, roster spots, and then, hey, Drop him one week, and then you kind of forget that you have him, and the next thing you know, guess what? That bitch. Exactly. That's unfortunate. I know I dropped Earl Henderson like two weeks ago. I'm still furious about it. But, yeah, I'm okay dropping Tony Pollard right now. Uh, His role in the offense doesn't seem to be worthy of his time right now. Uh, Alexander Madison I would definitely hold on to at least a few more weeks. Uh, because I just I just see his value coming if it does at some point, and I don't trust their uh, Dalvin Cook right now. Still don't trust him, even though he's been playing very great, which I expected he was going to, but the injury bug, I, 
don't know how it doesn't caught up to him with all the other injuries in this league right now. Dalvin Cook is somewhat. I think in 2020 is the opposite, Jibs. It's like uh, the injury players don't get injured. And that's your Jordan Reed, unfortunately. But, yeah, uh, only Alexander Madison I'd hold on to for right now. And what about Nikhil Harry? Nikhil. I can't say his name right now. Why? Nikhil Harry. Why am I saying his name wrong, Jibs? Nikhil Harry. Harry. I don't know why I couldn't say that. Nikhil Harry, Jibs. Um, Nikhil Harry, I mean, we kind of liked him as a prospect this year, but really hasn't done much after week two. I mean, he had a 72 yards against Seattle, but who doesn't score against Seattle? But Kansas City, Denver, San Fran, and Buffalo. How are you feeling about Nikhil Harry right now? It's so funny because I want, like, the first, like, look at the, uh, docket, I wanted to say keep him, but I looked at that schedule, and Kansas City is all right, but, like, all right matchup. Denver's the same as well, but, like, it gets brutal after that. I don't know what the Bills are. San Francisco is what it is, but I, I just think with Cam Newton in there, like, you're, you're getting these weird games. He passes it one week, and then you, you keep the run the ball at a ton. So I think he's got to hold on to him. Um, they, they've been, like, showing him up. Uh, Cam wants to get him involved. So, like, he's been, like, his little butt buddy. So I'm keeping him. All right, I respect your answer on that. I'm cutting him if, if you have to, honestly. If there's someone you need a waiver, a bench spot for instead, I would cut him personally. Uh, I just don't see the upside right now in the offense that him is going to be throwing the ball. Edelman's obviously the number one on this team, and even him, he had bad week last week too. I mean, I just don't see Nikhil Harry seeing a big workload. They're going to run the ball, spread the offense around, and let Cam throw easy short throws. I just don't see Nikhil Harry having a really strong fantasy first half of the season, so I would probably drop him if I could. So, um, Next one on the list is Benny Snell, Jibs, right now. Benny Snell, I mean, after that week one performance, uh, his name disappeared basically on all radars. I mean, 10 carries over the last two weeks, 16 rushing yards. Uh, Anthony McFarlane got very involved last week. Uh, what do you do with Benny Snell right now? He's on he your team. He has to be a cut. Um, like, we all obviously all want to pick him up because we thought he was going to be the second guy, like James Honor. Obviously, Mike Thomas seems like a man of his words, kind of, in a way. Like, he's like, oh, Anthony McFarlane, his time will come. Like, guess it came last week, uh, <laughs> Sunday, because, like, he was on the field a lot. Like, I watched a good portion of that game, and I was kind of just flustered. I'm like, oh, my God, like, what's McFarlane doing in here? Where's Connor at? Obviously, one of monitor touches. Um, so, you, you have to cut him because, like, you don't know who the, the option is, the second option is going to be. It may be a committee again. All we know, Jalen Sams was out there as well. So, Yeah, um, I think if you're the Connor owner, I'd keep him. If you're not the Connor owner, try to trade him to the Connor owner and get something back for him. And if he can at some point and you need the spot, drop him. But um, if you're definitely the Connor owner, I would definitely want to keep him because I think he will be the main guy if Connor would go down still. I think Anthony McFarlane is going to get involved now that you know he's probably healthier. Uh, he's you know a guy who kind of see like a trick play package. That's so probably why he saw him be a little bit more productive and see more carries. But uh, that's the only way I would see uh, Benny Snell right now in the offense. So. But let's go over to our main segment, the waivers, guys. Uh, waiver wire pickups week four. Uh, obviously, hopefully, you know, you guys win your weeks this week. But week four, wa- week four waivers now here. Uh, Jibs, we're going to do our top five and then kind of just name off some guys at the end here and, and help you guys out. So, Jibs, I, I asked you to give your top five waivers. Tell me who your number one waiver pickup this week has to be. Uh, 
<laughs> for me, it's Jared Goff. Jared I've Goff. I've all freaking year, bro, baby. Um, and, like, yeah, his week one performance kind of, like, put, like, mud in my face and whatnot. But he's come back-to-back good weeks against the Eagles and the, the Bills, for what it's worth. Like, I thought their defense would be all right. They were on the road. Uh, Jared Goff's put up 29 and 30 points and four points per foot. <laughs> passing touchdown leagues so i think he's slowly getting there um obviously next week he has the giants that's not really like a (laughs) i think he should do pretty well against them the redskins the following week and then then he gets a little bit tougher matchup with san francisco so i think there's a a good uh couple weeks ahead of Derek golf i respect that chips unfortunately i don't have a single quarterback in my top five pickups this week but my number one pickup Ah, uh, you're just going with a quarterback. Now, give me your number one waiver pickup. Number one. Who do you want out of everyone right now? It's so hard. Like, I want to say Jeff Wilson because we did see McKenna get nicked up. We don't know the status of Raheem Mostert as of now. So, it's looking like Jeff Wilson will have a little bit more impact in the game coming up. But, um... I, I just I want to I also have like a good like hunch on like the wide receivers on these uh, rookie wide receivers, but like I just don't know if they're gonna be like consistent fancy options going for you next week. All right, so you're saying Jeff Wilson though? Yeah, I want to go with Jeff. Wilson. All right, I had Jeff Wilson as th- at my number three guys, my th- number three pickup. Uh, like Jib said, like we don't know the status next week. Him and Jermichael Hasty, another guy to remember, um, both need to be picked up this week if you can. Uh, if you're definitely dying at running back, definitely worth a big pickup. Of course, I dropped Jeff Wilson because I needed a kicker for the week. Uh, but uh, it is what it is. I have a really strong running back core. Just had to do what I had to do. But, yeah, if you're in need of a running back, he's got to be your top guy on your list, though, because you need a running back for this week. Uh, and he could end up playing a couple more weeks. We don't know how severe these injuries are. So just keep that in mind. My number one, though, has got to be Justin Jefferson now, guys. I mean, coming off a big performance of 175 yards and a touchdown. I granted it was a Tennessee defense. They're receiving or the pass defense game has not been great over the last couple of weeks, as we've seen. But I, I think Justin Jefferson is, is getting himself into the offense more. It does. Remember, these guys didn't have preseason games. They didn't have all this extra time to work. It's going to take some time for these guys to get going. And what better is, I mean, come on, 175 yards and a touchdown? That's really great. And he played a lot of his snaps on the outside. It wasn't in the slot. It was on the outside. So, I mean, who are they playing the next three weeks? Houston, Seattle, Atlanta. I want this. These are shootout potential games. Kirk Cousins is going to have to throw the ball. They have no secondary. These quarterbacks are going to throw on them all day. Justin Jefferson, I think, is it got to be the number one waiver pickup. He may not be the most a most start right now, but I think in the, the season long, he can end up being really strong for this team here who needs that desperate number two player on their team who doesn't have it right now. I'm picking up Justin Jefferson everywhere I can right now because he could end up being very strong over the next couple of weeks to help you out, especially during bye weeks that are coming up real soon, guys. So Justin Jefferson is my number one guy. And Jibs, you got to give me a number two. Who's your number two guy? Yeah, that's totally a good take right there. It's just like Justin Jefferson. Weavers, I always think like in the present now, but the upside is definitely there, especially you see how like Minnesota operated. It seemed like the offense was on, on a roar. Now they have a second receiver and not just Pepper and Thielen. Um, for number two, I guess my number two would be Justin Jefferson. Number three for me, do, 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 Greg Ward. Greg Ward Jr. Ooh, okay. 
I know the Eagles ain't crap as of lately, but they don't have anyone. So we saw Goddard went down. Jeffrey's probably soon to be back, but I'm not really expecting him to be back this week. Hamstrings are a pain. We saw that with Adams. We saw that with Julio. So like I'm definitely not expecting Deshaun Jackson to be back next week. So it's just looking like the Sanders, Ertz, and AY receiver show. Uh, it could be John Howtower. But like I'm going with a guy I know who's been working in the offense, who has a slight rapport with Wentz from last year, and kind of killed it down the stretch when um, the receivers weren't looking too bad. I mean, we're looking too great. So I'll go with Greg Ward. I think he had a decent game in PPR. I think he went like five for 67 in a touchdown. So that's off the top of my head. But I think Greg Ward has some opportunity coming forward to him. Like, I didn't think Carson Wentz would did that great last week. He got like 22 points or whatever. But still, it has to be some optimism for the birds. Yes. Greg Ward had eight catches for 72 yards and a touchdown this week, guys. So, yes. I uh, definitely don't hate that. They definitely doubt Sean Jeffrey back right now. If he's out there, I, I would consider him as a guy too, but he's definitely not my number two right now, guys. Uh, my number two was Alan Lazar, and yes, Jibs, he's actually owned in less, I think, less than 40% of the league still right now, so people are not picking him up. Uh, again, don't overreact to his week this week. Someone had to be Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. It was Alan Lazar, and he's not going to have this every single week, but I think it's nice to know that Alan Lazar is very involved in this offense. He has two touchdowns in three games now. I mean, his last last week was a really bad game, but I think they're going to be in a little bit more of a shootout scenario more often than not, I think, with these teams that are coming up with Atlanta, Tampa, Houston, Minnesota. This is all shootout potential games, I think, in my eyes. And Alan Lazar could end up seeing really good volume. I think he's more of a season-long play than, than just a one-week player for you if you need him. But I think he can end up being a really solid contributor all season long. I mean, you just see what he's able to do when he sees at least a bigger workload. And I think that's what you get for a guy like Alan Lazar this season. And, Jibs, you said you're number three. So who's your number four pickup? I'm just naming names right now. I'm going to go with Chase Claypool on a short week, given the fact that Deontay Johnson has a concussion. Hopefully um, he gets back sooner than later. Deontay Johnson, but I like to give a shine. Like if Case uh, Deontay Johnson does not play this week, I think that's a good spot for Chase Claypool to have a great performance. We saw how like productive he was on limited national the first three weeks. So I'll go with Chase Claypool. And um, okay, I don't hate that one. I don't hate Chase that Claypool and Ayuk. Same circumstance of Debo plays. Obviously, you're gonna like knock him down a peg, but if he doesn't play, oh my God, Brandon Ayuk had a pretty good games with Nick Mullins. Yeah, no, both those guys, I, I like those as pickups as well. My number four, I said my number three was Jeff Wilson. My number four is Carlos Hyde, guys. Uh, I already told you Chris Carson's injury, not as serious, but there's a good shot they keep him out for week four. I think they don't – why play a guy against a team like Miami? Yes, I'm shitting on my own team, but their defense is still not the best. And why throw out Chris Carson to, to make that injury possibly worse, let him recover for a week? Carlos Hyde can carry a, a bigger workload when needed. And he can end up being a one-week starter for you. I wouldn't throw too much money at him. Like, I'd probably throw maybe 15% if you're dire need of a running back this week. Uh, but that's, like, the max, and I'm not even happy with it because I just don't see him being more than a week, one-week starter uh, this coming season right now. So uh, if you want to throw a running back at him, He's a guy I really like. I think he's been pretty solid this season. He hasn't played a lot, but he's been very effective with his run so far this season. So 
Uh, let me just pull up his stats here real quick. I mean, 57 yards on the year. He's got a touchdown. He's a couple catches here and there. Not bad being the backup, but he could end up seeing a pretty big uh, workload in this offense. So, And Jibs, you're number five, my friend. That would be golf, but let me highlight someone else that I liked in some limited action yesterday. And that's going to be Brian Hill. Um, I watched the Falcons game a lot last week, and there's like a lot of times in the field where you didn't see Gurley at all. And that was kind of concerning for a fantasy manager who left him in a lineup on accident, but he kind of picked me out with a touchdown and 15 points. But Brian Hill did the same thing. He had nine carries from 58 yards at 6.4 uh, rushing. I mean, yards per carry. He caught like a one target. I mean, one catch for 22 yards. He scored a touchdown. So obviously, he hasn't gotten um, that many carries. I mean, he's totaled uh, 15 carries throughout the season. But I still think there's something to be seen. Maybe they want to like, work him in a little bit more to try to save Todd Gurley's legs, but I don't think they need to save his legs anymore. They're 0-3, so I think they need to start like, burning these guys down. And um, I think there's something to be had here. Maybe not this week, but like maybe down the road he may become something for you. Yeah, I definitely don't hate that one at all. I like that pick a lot. Number six. Yeah, number six. Um, my number five guys, I split them between two players because I really wanted to mention both these guys in a little bit more detail. Gabriel Davis, rookie wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, had 80, 84 yards and a touchdown this past week. Uh, with, if John Brown is out an extended period of time, and hopefully we'll find out more by Thursday at least, uh, he is a 6'3 wide receiver. They're hot. I think Stefan Diggs is a 6'1 wide receiver. Cole Beasley, obviously, is like a 5'10 wide receiver. So he could end up seeing a big game. This offense is high-powered, unfortunately, right now with Josh Allen at the helm. Uh, You want offense in this, and if you can get him somehow, I would really would pick him up as a stash and see if John Brown is out for a while because Gabriel Davis could be in it really, really strong. Um, Another player I wanted to throw in here is uh, Olmente. Uh, I can't even say his name, Jibs. Uh, the, I, I saw it with the Z, guys. He is the Atlanta Falcons' fourth, third, fourth wide receiver. Julio Jones still out. Um, Russell Gage, we're dealing with that head injury, probably a concussion for the most part. Uh, I'm not saying this is a major pickup, but if we find out midweek that these guys could possibly miss week four, um, I'd want to pick him up because he's going to have a, probably a bigger role in this offense. And... I'd want to have a part of that this week. So another guy I'd want to keep on. His name's Almenti Sakuris. Zakis? I'm saying Zakaius. Zakaius. All right, guys. Zakaius. So look for him. If you see a big, long name, that's him. So uh, that's him. But that is my top five. That's Jibs's top five, guys. So we're just going to quickly go over uh, some more starters for you. More, some more pickups for you. I'm sorry. Uh, other waivers, quarterbacks, you already mentioned Jared Goff, but other guys, maybe Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, Nick Foles, Jibs, Nate Mullins, if he plays again. Uh, any of these guys um, interest you at all as possible pickups? I guess Fitzpatrick, but... I think if you need a one-week <laughs> starter, I don't know why you would need a one-week starter. Going high with like all these guys. They really yeah, are. I'll definitely interested in Nick Foles. Uh, against the Colts defense, I don't know if the Colts are for real or not. I wouldn't want to risk it. I'd probably, if I had to start Ryan Fitzpatrick, if I had to pick him up for some reason, like, um, I don't know why you would have to, but if you had to pick up Ryan Fitzpatrick and start him against Seattle, I would. Kirk Cousins, I mentioned some great matchups. 
Um, definitely not the best, but these are the probably the best available guys you would want to pick up. And if Joe Burrow is out there, obviously pick up Joe Burrow, guys. Um, so uh, some running backs. Uh, Rex Burkhead, he had a major week three. Carlos Hyde, I already mentioned him. Travis Homer, another running back for Seattle if Chris Carson were to miss. Adrian Peterson's only owned in 45% of leagues. And Frank Gore is still owned under less than 30. Uh, Anthony McFarlane, LaMichael P. Ryan, uh, Darrington Evans, all st- those three guys I just mentioned, kind of more of a stash and see if they can kind of make a, a role for themselves in the offense. Anyone else here kind of interest you, Jibs? Any of these guys interest you? Cordell Patterson. Cordell Patterson, yes. Cordell Patterson is an interesting guy this year so far. He could see a major. I watched the game and like Monty was in it a lot too, and um, they 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 give him some rushes. He obviously catches the ball. He's a speed guy. They use him in some motions and everything like that. So I think he's going to be a nice little guy who could uh, benefit. In certain leagues, he's a wide receiver and a running back. So you never know. Yeah, definitely don't. Yeah, don't hate that. Just just so you guys know about Rex Burkhead, don't overspend on getting him. He's not. He's okay, Jibs. He's okay. Bum. He's not a bum. He had 34 Barry. fantasy points this week. Can't be a bum. Barry of the week. Yeah. Uh, don't overspend on a guy like Rex Burkhead. Uh, if you guys saw my article I posted on Saturday, I'd say he was a sneaky week three play. The Raiders were really bad against uh, pass-catching running backs. Um, James White will be back at some point soon, so keep that in mind. So don't expect him to be in the game for multiple weeks. I mean, he's, he's literally a, a pretty strong backup to both James James White and Sony Michelle at times, but don't overspend on a guy like that. I'm just telling you I now. I agree. You got Cam Newton on top of that, and then Damian Harris is going to be soon to come back eventually in the next upcoming weeks. Uh, it's going to get more crowded than it already is. Yeah, definitely. And wide receiver time now, guys. Uh, T. Higgins had a big week, two touchdowns. Cole Beasley had a big game. Kind of mentioned uh, Gabriel Davis as if maybe. John Brown's out. Cole Beasley, Andy Isabella had a big week. Cedric Wilson of the Cowboys came out of nowhere. Uh, we kind of mentioned Hunter Renfield already. Randall Cobb had a big week. Uh, Braxton Berrios for the Jets had another strong week. Tim Patrick had a touchdown. Your boy John Hightower from the Eagles could see a bigger role. Scotty Miller, James Washington, MVS still. Anthony Miller. Any of these guys excite you, Jibs? I yeah, what's that? You already huh? Miller, sleeper, last week, he excites me. Um, Renfro, like I mentioned earlier in that episode with some of the wide receiver injuries, he have an increased role. Gabriel Davis, like, he definitely interests me. Like, seeing you drop him and add him, like, maybe 10 times since, like, March. Um, <laughs> I guess God has my ear up, too. But um, I definitely like what I say, yeah, T. Higgins, but I don't think the opportunity is going to be there um, consistently. I think if you're looking for a long-term starter, I think Renfell is a pretty solid guy. Um, I think Randall Cobb's okay. Tim Patrick, I think, seems pretty involved in this offense. Uh, guys who I think more one-week wonders, I think Andy Isabella. Uh, Cedric Wilson, for sure. Not seeing the, the three two touchdowns he had this past week again. Scotty Mill is okay. Uh, Braxton Barrios, if he gets to start again, I probably would want to start him. He's a slot player yeah, for the Jets. out there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, he's not horrible. If you want to start him, I wouldn't mind it. Cole Beasley's a veteran pickup. T. Higgins, I think, could have a long-term season success. So he may not, he may end up with three catches for twenty-three yards next week. But I think his long-term value is a little bit better. Um, so there's some guys to pick up here, guys. Not the best, but uh, there's some value possibly long-term uh, for some of you. 
Um, and the tight ends, real quick, Jibs, is not many, but your boy Jimmy Graham's on this list. Moali Cox still sitting there. Jordan Aiken still out there. And maybe Adam Trotman now with uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff, uh, Jarrett Cook's injury this past week. Um, anything, anything here? I would also like to add Bum Jimmy, I mean, Bum Brock Gronkowski with uh, Godwin's hammy. He did have a productive day kind of in a way in PPR league so he could be like a low end uh, I think he could be a mid-range tight end two for you next week and then other than that like it's going to be Graham Cox and Akins. I'll take it in the order you listed it yeah. Graham, Cox, Akins, and Troutman. Troutman could be a nice speculative ad you never know uh, he'd make it like a nice little boost if Michael Thomas doesn't play again so um, we've seen when uh, Drew Brees could do with his tight end, so he third valuable piece in that Saints offense. Yeah, um, again, none of these guys really excite me. I mean, if Cox gets to start again, I probably would want to pick him up and start him if you need him. Uh, besides that, I mean, no one else is really got to have a must have. This isn't a must have waiver wire week. Maybe outside of Justin Jefferson and Alan Lazard, maybe Jeff Wilson, everyone else is like could end up being really good. I guess Jeff, I guess Jared Goff is, I'll throw Jared Goff in the must-haves. But um, everyone else is kind of like, if you can use him, use him. If you can't, who knows? Um, so this isn't a must-add waiver wire week. So, yeah. Uh, but that is all the waiver wire pickups, guys. And, of course, if there's anyone out there who we didn't mention who you think maybe shouldn't be out there, go get them. We may not talk about them because maybe they're owned in more than 50% of leagues, and I just there's no point to talk about them so uh if they're out there pick them up i mean go get these guys if you can so uh, keep that in mind don't just take the guys we have here if there's better players take the better players guys so you can always ask us questions over via twitter so but thank you guys for listening in tonight that's a waiver wire show for week four as always please go visit our website at www.thefantasycoaches.com we have all of our great off uh, rankings uh, articles you know these uh, we have live streams we have podcast episodes we have a whole bunch of things going on so uh please tune in and check that out as well as always please go follow us over on twitter at coaches fantasy you can follow us on instagram at the fantasy coaches you can follow us on twitter at the fantasy coaches you can follow me at coach Stephen p hot take contra hot take contra on twitter uh so give us a follow guys we're gonna have actually a bonus episode for you this week on wednesday uh, some buy low sell highs I think and then on Thursday of course me and Jibs are going to rock our start and sits for week four so we'll see you then guys enjoy be safe take care and have a great one the back is not far fetched we got a couple of clock hands I've been feeling super duper how the heck they know the future come with me don't be a loser grass is green like pooper scoopers clueless analysts don't do the half of this in fact I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act interacting shh like boom running like zoom the highest and mighty has entered the room high up the knowledge I'm feeling the fumes all players cover this nuts as legumes opponents are doomed and these are the facts I keep it 100 like I'm running track and listen up Jack, I'ma head back, back to the blowing that, blowing that, blowing that, go.